Hi, this is Ray Duckler back for another uh, podcast. And today we have an interesting issue. We have a woman named Jill Fidella of Pittsfield. And Jill has a farm uh, in Pittsfield where she sells her products. And, one of, and she, she uses um, raw goat's milk which means it hasn't been pasteurized, right? So you have had your farm since 2011. You and your husband live there. And recently, you had a problem selling your ice cream. Other products were were legal, but ice cream was deemed uh, illegal. It wasn't part of a statute to uh, sell the ice cream made with raw goat's milk. Can you explain the evolution of that issue to us? Sure. Yeah, so um, there's a there's a state law in place that allows farmers um, to sell up to 20 gallons a day of raw milk and cream from their cows or goats, doesn't matter, uh, directly to the consumer. So not in retail or, or grocery stores or anything, but direct to the consumer. It has to be labeled as such that it's raw. Um, and we're also allowed to process that raw milk and cream into raw butter, raw kefir, raw aged cheese and raw yogurt. Now that's what's on the books. That is what is on the books, yes. And that came to be about, I think it was 2009. You know, the original raw milk bill of milk and cream was, it's probably 30 or more years old. But, you know, I'm, I'm guessing, but it's, it's old. That's been there for a long time. Uh, the state is allowed to regulate their raw milk. Um, so they put that in place a very long time ago. And then a coalition of farmers got together, I, I believe it was 2009, and decided they wanted to do more with their raw milk. So they were able to pass. It took, I think, about three years to get that passed. It was a, it was kind of a, it was a lot of work and a big deal to get it through. Um, but they did, and it allowed those products kind of carved out in the law. So it was passed around the time you moved into your uh, Yeah, just home before. Yeah, probably just Pittsfield. before. Just a couple years before. Okay. Before goats were even on our radar. Yeah, as a farm. So, um, so we started, um, we started making ice cream with our goat's milk. We, we've been selling raw goat's milk and, and things like that for quite some time. Right. And we started making ice cream probably a little over a year ago for friends and family. And um, it really was just a hit. People loved it. Um, if I, I just want to interject here. I had some pistachio. <laughs> it was delicious. Go ahead. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have a lot of friends and family that are lactose intolerant, and they hmm. were just thrilled. That's a big deal. It know? is. And it I don't, really I'm is. not, but so I can't I really appreciate either. it. But yes. apparently it is really a serious it issue is. that it you is. have to consider all the time. All the time. Okay. Yeah. So we have a lot of friends and family that struggle with that, and they were just thrilled that they found an ice cream that they could <laughs> tolerate right. and not have any, any problems with it. So... Uh, anyway, so a lot of people suggested to us, you know, gosh, you should sell this in your, in, you know, from your farm. And I thought, hmm, okay. And, um, you know, reading the law, I said, okay, raw milk and cream, that's allowed. Well, that's what ice cream is. So right. I don't So you say, thought it was, you thought, yeah, this of is course, not I'm an not going to go and intentionally break the law. Especially just, since your husband's a cop. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, I said, well, um, uh, and I said, you know, all right, let's, let's give this a whirl. So we started with some of our flavors and expanded on the flavor, started putting it down there, and it was a huge hit. We sold a lot of these little cups of ice cream. They're just six ounce little cups for $3. Um, it really was helping to make a dent in the bill for the hay for the goats and right. caring for the goats. So that right. was 
a really big help for us financially. Well, the selling the, the ice cream helped you with the expenses on the farm, Absolutely. right? Okay, Absolutely. that's great. Yep. yep. Um, so really didn't think anything of it. Never was on my radar that we were doing anything wrong. And a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, on a Sunday morning, I opened the, the mail from the day before, and I had a letter from the Department of Health and Human Services saying that someone brought it to their attention that I was selling raw ice cream. So I immediately pulled all the ice cream out of the stand that morning and thought, I better get this straightened out. I called Monday morning, got a call back on Tuesday. We spoke over the phone. I explained my position on it that, you know, it's it's raw milk and cream. I just froze it and churned it, or ch excuse me, churned it and froze it. Right. Didn't really see what the big deal was. Uh, you know, and he, and he said, well, you probably add sugar and things. I said, well, yes, of course I do, but we do we add things to the yogurt too. We have blueberry yogurt, strawberry yogurt, honey vanilla. I mean, right. so the law the doesn't say anything about not adding anything to the yogurt. It doesn't say it has to be plain. Right. So I didn't really, I kind of felt like we were splitting hairs. Um, and, I, and I did ask, I said, you know, um, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't say that I can't do ice cream. And he says, well, it doesn't say you can, so it's inferred that you can't. And um, uh, to so be honest, there's a law there. You're supposed to be inferring connected to a law. Yeah. So that struck me as odd. I just thought, you know, how can you infer anything in the law? The law is the law. It either is or it isn't. The law is the law. So it, it just it bothered me, um, and it didn't. It just didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, I also explained to him, um, you know, if if the concern is is a public safety risk, obviously. I'm a nurse. I don't want to make anybody sick. I'm very, very careful, probably careful than most small farms about how we handle our raw milk and the products. Um, but, you know, I, I did ask the question. I said, well, you know, yogurt, if we talk about yogurt for a minute and how yogurt is made, basically you take your raw milk and you inoculate it with more bacteria and you let that incubate for eight hours or so. And now it's yogurt and you can serve that. Right. To me, that seems more a little more dangerous than ice cream, which stays cold the entire process. The milk stays cold, the cream stays cold, everything stays cold under 40 degrees, and then it gets churned in a freezer bowl and frozen. So the bacterial growth would be halted. So it just, to me, seemed not logical. That, that, we could would, do that would stop the bacterial growth? Sure, freezing. Uh, uh, freezing? Yeah, freezing would stop bacterial growth. Okay. Uh, so it, it just didn't seem logical to me that we could do one and not the other. He did say, he said, well, you know, when you explain it like that, that makes sense. I said, okay, great. So can I sell my ice cream? And he said, no, you no. can't. <laughs> so, uh, and then I, you know, I get it. And, and I'm not trying to start a war between me and the state. I just want to have, you know, just want to, everything to be fair and, and make sense. You, you want justice. And, and for it to be just. So um, he said, you know, I can only go with what the RSA says. The RSA does not carve ice cream out as a product you can make. And I said, the problem is it doesn't say I can't. So we're left in this place of not really having an answer. Um, now somebody you know, came forward uh, to maybe support you, a lawmaker? Many, many. Oh. We're probably over a dozen that have reached out to me um, saying oh. that they are ready to work on this bill and co-sponsor it. And really, we're not looking to write a new law or anything. We just simply want to amend the current law to include ice cream. Um, and there's been several... Uh, house reps, state reps that have reached out. What have they said, been saying to you? What have they been saying to you? Um, many of them actually have have cited parts of the RSA where they believe that I'm actually covered under the law as it's written. But of course, they don't get to make that determination. The state dairy inspector does, and his interpretation of the law apparently is what what sticks. Mm -hmm. So um, 
you know, but they've said that they are waiting for, I've reached out to our state rep from our district. He's going to work What's on his name? Jim Allard. Okay. Yeah. Very nice guy. Very supportive. Um, and uh, he has reached out to some other uh, state reps and they've, uh, from what I understand behind the scenes, they're contacting him. It kind of seems to be a buzz right now. Um, the next session comes up uh, in September. Um, I think the deadline for getting requests in, or not the deadline, but they'll start taking requests for legislation in the next couple of weeks. Oh, so I know they're right. going to be working on this bill, and um, there's plenty of state reps that are ready to co-sponsor it and try to get it put through. Well, one so. point I want to bring up here is this yeah. th they're supporting you, and they haven't tasted it yet. <laughs> Wait till they try it. Then they're gonna go, they're going to go nuts. That's true. I should invite them all over for an ice cream you social. You should. <laughs> well, what flavors? So we have, um, <laughs> they're fun, right? So we have vanilla and chocolate and strawberry. We're, um, we're working with, this, with people on Facebook. We have a big following here. The Facebook post that we put up, um, we have over 40,000 people following it now. Um, and this was just the post saying, you know, here's why our ice cream is gone. The state has made us take it down until we get this figured out. We're going to try to change the law. Boom, we have 40,000 followers. I got a message the other day from someone in Nigeria. It's <laughs> following this. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. It's just, which is, it just makes me laugh. I mean. Well, it is you know, good. It is good. I know? had the pistachio yeah, and man, yeah. oh man. Yeah. So we've asked our Facebook group uh, that's following this to give us, what we would like to do is actually trademark these names and just have some fun with it. And, you know, and, and uh, get, you know, they're really, really, everybody's really supportive of this. And we'd like to just let them have some fun with naming these flavors. So we've come up with like prohibition pistachio, which is what I had. Well, that's what you had. Yes, it happens to be one of my favorites too. Oh, um, so good. Yeah, it was good. And the, thank you. We we have um, uh, vanilla vigilante and uh, black market raspberry uh, coffee Heath behind bars. You know, we we're just so it's just a. You fun didn't tell me though. I wrote I a column, by the way, people, and I got some of the names in, but those I didn't. You didn't tell uh, yeah. me those are funnier than the ones I used. Those are good. Those, those are, are good. good. Yep. Uh, which yep. was I? I used a cro cro cookies. Cookies and cream. That's another one. Cookies and cream. Cookies yeah. and cream. That yep. was one I used yep. that you had told me. Yep. Yeah. Um, do, are you confident that this is going to be changed and you're going to be able to yeah, yeah, sell your yeah, product? Yeah, I am. It, it may, you know, my hope would be that it'll go through quickly, <laughs> but none of this process is quick. It's never quick. Um, you know, some of the state reps have, you know, alluded to the fact that because we're not writing a new law, we're just simply making an amendment that it might be a slightly faster process. But either way, we're still looking at, you know, it goes into... It's presented at the House in September, sees the Senate in January, and doesn't make it to the governor's desk until June. So, you know, we're probably done for this season, but that's okay, oh. you know. Um, I We have some other people looking into, is there a way we can get around things now, um, just based on the way the law's written and what we're doing. So, we're going to we're gonna still work on that. I'm hoping to get it back in the stand this year, but... But it's okay if it doesn't. But you, you can know. still make it and give sure. it to family oh, and sure. friends. Yeah. You just can't sell it. I just can't sell it. So yeah. you give so you're so you're still making it and giving it to your family and friends? We have family and friends that still love it and are, you know, bummed that they can't get it as easily in the farm stand. But that's okay. We'll we'll still have it and we'll just keep a stock. You know, it's ice cream. <laughs> it right. lasts for a long time. So um, we'll just continue to make it and that's fine. Ultimately what we're hoping you know, we're, we're, I'm not, again, like I said, I'm not trying to start a war between us and the government. I'm not trying to, 
You're trying to run a business. I'm trying to run a business. And people love the business. Yeah, they do. And and the other piece of it I think that's important, though, is, you know, if as long as I'm telling you, like I did the day you came to my home, this is made with raw milk. There are risks with raw milk. But here are the risks, and that's up to you. You as the consumer, or anybody as a consumer, in my opinion, should have the right to consume what they want. Mm -hmm. I think the farmer's responsibility is to, of course, use good sanitary practices and and all of those things, but then also educate their customers and, you know, and say, hey, it's got to be labeled. This says it has raw milk in it. Once that's happened, I think it should be the consumer's choice whether they consume it or not. You don't have to buy it. You could go buy hood or whatever you'd like to buy. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is what we would like to see happen is just maybe a little less regulation on things that farmers can produce and things that consumers can access. I think that's important. So what's the concern? What's the concern? I mean, you've been selling this for a while, a couple of years. Well, no. So we just started Uh, making the ice cream last year. Started selling it this year. Okay. So no one's, you haven't gotten a complaint about someone getting sick, right? Goodness, no. Okay. So what? Raw milk for years. Well, what, what is the concern about milk that's not pasteurized? What might it do? So raw milk, so pasteurization does its job by, you know, you heat milk to a certain temperature and it kills all bacteria in it. So it, it in there and you know it eliminates the risk of someone getting sick from E. coli or salmonella or something like that. So there's going to be risks with raw milk because it's not pasteurized; it hasn't been heated. But the other side of that fence is you know people that believe in consuming raw milk and raw milk products. Pasteurization kills everything; it kills all the good bacteria. And there's other things added to it to prevent it from growing bacteria and things like that. And there's a big movement right now for knowing what's in your food, knowing what you're putting in your body. And when you're buying processed foods and pasteurized dairy, Mm -hmm. you just don't know. So people are really coming back to their roots and getting into raw milk, knowing, uh, not just raw milk, but knowing what is in your food, knowing that there's no chemicals in it. You know, people want organic, you know, that's a big movement. So I think there's, I think there's enough support on both sides. I understand and respect the opinion of those that want pasteurized dairy. That's fine. We don't, and there's plenty of people that don't. I mean, we've we sell a lot of raw milk for a small farm. Um, we have no problem moving the raw milk, and people are thrilled with it. So, does it taste? I've never had raw milk. You'll have to stop by. I will. I had the pistachio. <laughs> well, you have uh, only if you have you have a stock of ice cream, right? We do have a stock for, of ice for cream. friends and family, for right? Friends and family. So we're You're friends, now right? A friend. Okay. Yes. Well, just make sure I could yeah. get that before I yeah. was going to travel over there. I think the important thing, right? I'm sorry. I think that's important to, for people to understand, though. It, you know, supporting small local farming is super important. Yes. But it's also your responsibility as a consumer, in my opinion, to get to know your farmer. Not all farmers handle things the same. Not all farmers treat their animals the same. So it's it's a responsibility of the farmer, yes, to do good work, but it's the responsibility of the consumer to get to know your farmer. A good small farmer would never turn you away. You can come anytime, see our farm, see how the animals are cared for, see the way we do things. We have no problem with that, and that's a really important point. People need to know their farmer and know where their food is coming from. I got to meet the animals. You, you did? have you have donkeys for security <laughs> reasons, yeah. which I never knew. They, if a critter comes in, they'll chase it and try to stomp it. Yeah. You have very friendly goats. Yes. Um, <laughs> Too friendly. You have uh, geese. Yeah. And pigs. We do. 
And I noticed now you milk the goats for this raw milk. And I noticed you have these braces type <laughs> things on your hands. Yeah. So you actually have carpal tunnel syndrome from milking goats. I do. Yeah. And you're having surgery mm-hmm. soon, mm-hmm. Monday, yes. to alleviate that pain. Yes. Just a little tidbit that I thought was interesting. Um, so you're going to need to come over and learn how to milk the goats, oh right? God. So that you can cover me while I'm recovering from surgery. Okay, it's a deal. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to... That'll be our next podcast, how, how right. I did with milking goats. <laughs> um, all right, well, the last thing I wanted to ask is, um, is you had told me that there were kind of two different scientific views about what raw milk actually can do to the body as compared to what pasteurized milk mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounded like the jury was still out on how harmful it, it is. Uh, well, I think what can, How can you explain that to me? Well, I'll understand. So I think that it's just like anything else. If you ask the, the people that are in favor of pasteurizing, they're going to tell you the jury's not out. Pasteurization is the only way to consume you know, dairy. But if you talk to the people that, that are proponents of raw, they're going to tell you the same thing. They're going to say, no, 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 no. Pasteurization is not good because it kills everything. And it's, you know, so there's, this is a re- there's a really big debate about this. Um, there's definitely science and research behind pasteurization, of course, right? Um, but there's science behind raw milk too. That It's there. I apologize. I, I should have come prepared with some, you know, links or something and I don't have them. Um, but they're out there. There are, There's plenty of, of you know, information. information out there to be able to, to look up whether raw is, is good for you, safe for you, or, you know, or not. Well, the barometer I would use is to talk to me about the people who have come back and said, hey, I got sick from your product and right. you're not, I have not you can't cite anybody. No, and I'll tell you what, when something like that happens, you're the first to know. Yeah. Right? Right. You are the first to know. And I will tell you that after I ate my pistachio ice cream, I felt great. I'm sure you did. And the next day I felt (laughs) great, and I still feel great. Okay, um, we're we're, um, having our podcast here with uh, Jill Fidella. Uh, I wrote a column about this issue recently, so you can look for that in the monitor. Um, And now we have our podcast with the source explaining the issue. It's an interesting issue. It's something that I'd never heard of. But uh, the media attention is growing now that it's out, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, WMUR did a story on the 6 o'clock news on uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, it'll be in the Union Leader on Sunday. Right. Uh, And the Boston Globe covered it Right. uh, on, uh, I think, Monday or Tuesday. Wasn't it? They did it like immediately. It might have oh, been Saturday. Right. You know what? After it was, the, actually, it was Friday. Because I posted my Facebook post at 11.30 Thursday morning, and by 11.30 Friday morning, Boston Globe had me on the phone. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So they were quick, quick. They are quick. Yeah. My column, I believe, ran like that t- Tuesday, or maybe it ran Wednesday of this week, yeah. August, um, what date was that? Like August 13th? Uh, Okay, August 12th or August 13th? Monday, yeah. August 12th was Monday, so it ran the week of uh, August 12th. Yeah. Um, so you can look for that, and I just want to thank you for coming in. It's, it's, it's fascinating, and I guess stay tuned. This is, this is not done yet. It's not done yet. Right? No, it's not. Okay. We've got a lot of work to do. Okay, this is Ray Duckler and his podcast, and uh, we'll be back for another one uh, next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.